AEC Business, the construction industry's innovation and technology show. Hello and welcome to episode 121 of the AEC Business Podcast. My name is Arni Heiskanen and my guest is Carson T. Carney, Vice President of Technology Integration at Advanced Construction Robotics. Carson, it's great to have you on the podcast. Yes, thank you very much for having me. I'm excited to uh, to be on here with you. First of all, perhaps you could tell us a bit about your personal background and, and your role at the company. Yes, yeah, so I'm a civil engineer, uh, received my bachelor's degree from Carnegie Mellon University in, here in Pittsburgh, and went off to build bridges um, straight out of university. Um, I went uh, all around the world, uh, built um, structures up in Canada, all through the U.S., um, not just uh, bridges, but uh, built a large mall up in Providence, Rhode Island, um, built a large cable stay bridge over in Scotland, the Queen's Ferry Crossing. Uh, so I had a big passion for for major, major bridges. Um, and I'd, along the way, I'd focused on management. Um, I received my MBA um, from Penn State uh, University. And uh, always, always a focus on operations and productivity. So, um, as I was performing work uh, in on these major cable stay bridges, uh, there were some opportunities for some product development, and I started to be interested in the in the technology and how technology could be utilized uh, to to increase productivity and and safety. Really, I mean, taking the some of the workers out of harm's way by utilizing some automation. Um, and that brought me into this company, uh, Advanced Construction Robotics. Uh, they, they had a product that was already uh, out there in the market um, as I was uh, looking to make a change uh, with Tybot. We'll talk a little bit more about that later. Um, but uh, I saw that as a great solution um, and it was actually on job sites. So um, it brought me over to, to the company here. But before we discuss your solution specifically, I'd like to know your thoughts on, on robotics in construction. Where are we now and how do you see the future? Yeah, it's a very exciting time. Uh, there are lots of companies that are coming out um, and there's there's lots of single task robots that are coming into, into play, uh, which is great. Um, that's really uh at the current moment of technology, um, the the way that we should be operating, uh, there aren't there aren't a lot of robots. There aren't robots yet that can do everything that a human can do. Um, but you're starting to see more and more single task robots, much like ours, our solutions that we have. Um, and yeah, that's a great time. Uh, the Short of the supply chain issues, um, the, the reason for that is that components are a lot cheaper, um, they're a lot smaller, a lot easier to obtain, and the algorithms um, and the software that goes along with it are, are so much more powerful. So you're starting to see some more autonomous features uh, to some of these robots as opposed to remote controlled. Uh, where where the robots have to be tethered and, and really guided by a human, um, which allows for a lot more powerful solutions, faster solutions. Um, you know, the more control that uh, that you can give, the right amount of control, right, uh, with with robots, 
um, they can they can they can perform repetitive uh, tasks uh, in, in a better situation that oftentimes than human cans. Yeah, what do you think? What is the problem that robots are solving for us? Really, um, what the power of the robots, certainly in, in the current day, uh, is to be able to perform those, those tasks that are quite menial. Um, as I said, humans are much more adapt to be able to perform complex tech um, solutions, complex tasks. That'll be the case for quite a while until the robotic technology and AI develops quite a bit more. Um, but there are solutions, as I say, repetitive. We always talk about the three Ds, dull, dirty, dirty, and dangerous. Uh, those types of activities uh, that the robot could be in a position and perform over and over on a very consistent basis uh, is allows us to utilize our very valuable resource of labor and put them into these other situations where they're better utilized. So uh, certainly here in the U.S., um, we've talked to people across the globe that have similar uh, that have similar problems, and that's just a lack of skilled labor. Um, it's we all, we can't keep up with the demand that's out there. So we have to come up with a solution to make us more productive. And that's what these robots do. If you can take one single task and automate it, you're not automating everything, but if you can take that, that single task and automate those man hours, you're doing the same amount of work for less man hours, um, you're going to be able to do more work. Um, and that's what we need to be able to do to be able to address the demand and the lack of supply problem. So, so based on your experience, what, what would you say is the bigger challenge in developing robots for this industry? Is it software or hardware? At the moment, I'd say software. Um, it, it's the hardware is um, again, it's it's constantly developing. It's um, it's robust. There's lots of options uh, for that. Um, you know, bringing the right hardware together. Um, can can be done uh, certainly with hardware engineers. Um, finding uh, good software engineers is difficult at the moment, um, and and you know the software automation um, that's that's really what's going to develop and and push the the envelope uh, as it relates to what these robots can do. So your company, Advanced Construction Robotics, uh, has a very specialized robotic solution, namely a robot for rebar tying. How, do you, how did that come about? So our, our uh, co-founder and, and chairman, executive chairman, Steve Muck, uh, he owns a construction company, Brayman Construction Corporation here in Southwest Pennsylvania. It's a general contractor, uh, does bridges, dams, uh, drilling, has some drilling capacity in through there. So um, you know, firsthand, he, he experienced these labor shortages. Um, there was an example of a project that was out uh, in a very remote location, Pennsylvania, very large bridge deck, um, heavy demand for the rod busters to, to perform the work on the deck. Um, lots of 
bodies needed in a remote location where you weren't really sure if we we're going to be able to get those those people. And at the same time, uh, there was a robotic symposium at Carnegie Mellon that he attended um, where he started to see some of the possibilities uh, that, that could be there. And that sparked in, in, into his mind, you know, what's a very repetitive task that we might be able to attack um, and, and automate um, quickly. Um, so he, he founded Advanced Construction Robotics um, you know, with, with that first robot concept, but uh, with the vision of bettering the technology and, and creating more robots throughout the, uh, the entire uh, market um, to be able to, to increase productivity. So it's not, rebar tying is just one of those dull, dirty, and dangerous tasks that's repetitive and there's lots of quantities and with just a little bit of variability, you can change your duration and, and costs, but dr drastically. So um, that was his vision and that's what sparked it really is, um, you know, being able to constantly running into some problems on the bridge decks uh, with having the labor to be able to perform that work. Mm, yeah. Um it's it's very nice to see that somebody from the industry actually is is interested in in developing robotics. I think that's a that's a very important um, and powerful uh, way to go about it, really. Um, and, and that's I think what really what makes us unique is that we we are looking at job site problems and developing solutions for those problems as opposed to the opposite way where you can develop a solution and try and find a, a fit for it um, on, on a project. Uh, we really are developing the requirements for these robots around the, the project problems themselves. And the feedback loop is extremely important. And that, that was another advantage that, that Steve, Steve has is essentially Brayman is, is an innovation partner. Uh, with advanced construction robotics. So there's a very fast feedback loop um, that occurs uh, when the early phase of prototypes are deployed out onto his projects. Um, his, his own workforce provides the honest and uh, very valuable feedback into the engineering to be able to create that uh, development loop, feedback loop. Now we don't have a video <laughs> available here, but, but perhaps you can explain us how TieBot works. The power really behind TieBot is the fact that it autonomously works. Uh, you set it up, um, there's a robot supervisor um, that positions the gantry. It's a gantry system that essentially runs on uh, the same screed rails that exist uh, to be able to perform the um, paving. So a Bidwell type of uh, machine, uh, it runs on that same rail. So there's no infrastructure improvements that have to be um, performed. Um, and it's a gantry uh, truss. So it spans uh, the full width of the bridge deck. And there's a tram that uh, maneuvers a tie module head. Uh, laterally back and forth uh, to perform uh, the ties. And then the, the actual tie module has computer vision 
So it, it has cameras, some stereo cameras that actually look down and it essentially mimics a worker, right? When you, when you tell the worker, okay, the, the rebar is out here, it's placed, it's framed, it's, it's rough fixed, it's ready to, to put the bulk uh, pattern tie in. Uh, the workers have to go out there, bend over and perform that, that uh, function. They, they look for intersections and they tie them. In this process, they're not, they're not moving anything around. They're just going to that intersection and tying it. Um, and if they are doing an alternate uh, pattern, if there's an alternate um, intersection requirement, uh, then they skip every other one. So that's, that's the same thing that TieBot does. It, it searches out and finds the intersections. It finds its own um, pattern. It finds the, the plane of the rebar and it autonomously maps where it's going to go and, and autonomously makes that tie and then moves on to the next one. It, it keeps track of what it's tied and what it still has yet to do. Um, if it runs into physical um, interferences, let's say a shear stud or some mud hooks, it'll, it'll make some small adjustments to be able to try and get the jaw of the um, tie module down in around the intersection. It'll do that three times. If it can't perform that, it'll then move on to the next one and essentially say, I, I physically cannot make that uh, um, that intersection because of some kind of an interference, um, and then move on. So, from a productivity side of things, it's very consistent. Um, if there's a top mat 100% tie requirement, uh, we've seen 1,200 ties uh, per hour, um, which is again, very consistent. And I think that's, that's one of the, the, what attracts a lot of people is the consistency that comes with it. Uh, a lot of times, if you will throw three workers out there, your variability could be as high as 200% on the productivity that comes from a very young, inexperienced um, rod buster that doesn't quite know the best way to maneuver their body to get from one position to the next. Uh, they have to take lots of breaks compared to a very experienced one who, uh, who knows the right way to move and is very fit and can do things um, uh, expeditiously. Yeah, so, so it's, for a human, it's like a robot work for a human. <laughs> from, yeah. So, so it's, 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 it's a very natural idea to, to use a robot for that, yes. I right, agree. and you know, I, I, with, with um, the current configuration of TieBot, it, uh, it's really an XYZ solution. So it works on horizontal rebar. Um, so speed to market was, was definitely something that was important for us. We wanted to get the solution out there that um, didn't solve everything. Um, if you try and solve everything, it's going to take quite a bit of time to be able to, to do that. So um, focusing on just horizontal rebar that you see on bridge decks. And when I say horizontal, it doesn't have to be fully flat. It can handle grades, cross slopes, um, crowns within decks. Uh, that's all part of uh, the setup of the system and it can handle that. Um, 
but it, it can't it can't operate on the vertical um, like barrier type of walls or or some pier stems or those types of things yet right I mean uh, there's there's always development that that happens um, and that's just natural uh, progression. So so what kind of projects can it be used for? So is it bridges is na a natural. Right. That, you know, that was, that was the first, um, that's what started it, you know, and that's, that was where we were able to, to deploy uh, quickest because of the, uh, the screed rails that are already there. Uh, however, we've developed a, a portable screed rail solution, so it can go out onto ground slab projects. We've talked to some contractors uh, that are very interested in applying it for the large ground slabs. Um, CRCP is something that's utilized um, not throughout the U.S. here, but that continuous reinforced concrete paving. Um, so roadways uh, that have a lot of rebar um, within the um, within the roadway. Again, uh, those are paved uh, with a tracked solution, um, which is again just probably a, a natural progression of, of designs. Uh, That um, that eventually some of these robots may may get to, but we can we can work on anything that's really horizontally based um, that that can be support that can support you know a, a piece of equipment the size of um, of Tybot. So, so you're operating in the USA, or do you yes. have? A, yeah, that's correct. But 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 how do you see? Uh, I I think the solution sounds like it's a it's a very scalable solution, so you could actually do it anywhere. Definitely, definitely. I mean, it at the moment we're really a startup. I mean, we've we're quite small. Um, it's it's funded, um, you know, through our 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 owner, um, and you know, it is scalable though. It, uh, as the demand grows, um, you know, we'll be able to, to grow with it. Um, adaptation is slow within construction market, unfortunately. Um, you know, the, you've, you've, you've talked to enough people where, uh, you know, I think you could probably tell where, where the uh, adaptation curve is. Software's come a long way, project management software, BIM solutions, right? Um, But when you start talking about hardware and performing actually work, there's not a lot of those solutions out there yet. So contractors like to see see it work somewhere else sometimes before they use it. So uh, we've got a few people that are really uh, trying to be the tip of the spear. Uh, they want to be on the front of the wave, well, which is great because they they again uh, they learn just as fast as we learn with them, and you know they provide valuable feedback in and and get. Get the advantages of seeing how they can they can use automation um, to, to better their productivity. Mm. But I would imagine that you mentioned already as a benefit that you can it's it's a very uh, predictable process. You can you can actually know when when it's finished and what what it has done. But what 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 other kind of kinds of benefits can you provide to the customer? So really, uh, there's there's three um, pillars that we that we focus on that leads to a fourth. Um, so productivity is something that that's within our mission statement, within our our, our focus for what we want to do. Um, so productivity is a, a, a major component of that. But what comes along with that is when you reduce the amount of exposure of those man hours, there's safety improvements. Um, 
I really love when we go to a project um, and the workers say, I feel great this week because I didn't have to bend over and, and do the tying. And, and they said, I, I still am rod busting. I still got to carry the bars out there, uh, but I haven't done that one activity. And I never really realized how demanding that was on my body. So that really has the possibility of extending the life of some of these workers, uh, the, you know, the working life of, of the workers. Uh, it's, it's very frequent. You'll run across um, what's what could be viewed as, as a young worker that can't work anymore in their trade because they are worn out. So um, this, these, these solutions are not intended to, replace the workers they're intended to to make their their jobs uh, more productive and and less demanding so uh, we haven't talked about our next product yet but the next product is is ironbot and that carries and places the rebar out in front of tiebot so um, two very very physically demanding components of the bridge deck um, have the ability to to utilize this this robotic technology to to drastically reduce the demands on the body. So uh, so productivity and safety for sure. Um, but because of the repeatability and the predictability, say uh, the the schedule is another uh, pillar that we focus on. Um, you know, schedule consistency. Reliability is, is very important to, to contractors. Um, and oftentimes, uh, as, as I said before, uh, when Mr. Muck set the company up, uh, the reliability of, of having a steady workforce is, is sometimes very difficult to predict. Uh, when you've got a robotic solution um, that is performing at a very steady pace, uh, you should be able to perform that work um, in, in a predictable manner. And ideally, if we have our requirements set up right, um, which we've been able to show with Tybot and we will with Ironbot, is that the productivity is, is quite a bit faster than the human um, production. So that's variable depending on, again, you know, the capacities of the human. Um, but for the most part, um, you know, if you set up a, a, an iron bot or sorry, if you set up a tie bot and you had it run for, for an eight hour shift, um, maybe on a 15 minute scale, I, I, a rod buster could keep up with it and probably be put down more, more, um, ties on an hour. It might, might be even, but on an eight hour basis, um, you know, when you're running the marathon, uh, this is a robotic solution doesn't get tired. It just keeps going, keeps going. Yeah. So, so what is the, how do your customers get to, to uh, use uh, Tybot? What is your, for example, your pricing model? Yeah. So we're, we're really looking at a robot as a service type of a, a solution. Um, so, you know, the market isn't quite sure how it wants to, uh, to, to pay for these types of solutions yet. Um, but what we've found is that that's, that's, pro, that's, that's looking to be the best solution um, and, and is resonating quite a bit with, uh, with the contractors. Um, so essentially we, we provide the equipment 
Um, and we would, we would provide a robot supervisor that attends, sets it up and can train the workers on the job uh, to do this work. If it's a long project, um, you know, we could provide a, a training with our robot supervisor and then turn it over to the, to the contractor. And then we would still uh, perform any kind of maintenance, um, any kind of call outs for, for issues that may, that may occur. Um, but for the most part, it's a, uh, it's just daily uh, maintenance that's required. Uh, you have to, you have to change the oil. We have to provide fuel, uh, it runs on a generator. Um, you know, anything that's typical with a, a, a piece of a, construction equipment, um, you know, anything that's, that's beyond that, that uh, gets into some of the specialty hardware, you know, we have on call service technicians, um, that can some oftentimes deal with issues remotely, um, through FaceTime, uh, with the, con- with the contractors, um, to be able to deal with some of these, some issues that pop up here and there. Do you have, or do you, are you looking for, for for partnerships in, in 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 your business, partnerships are important for sure. Um, I, I mentioned uh, the innovation partner in, in Bremen. We have um, integration partners as well, and these are contractors, often specialty contractors, uh, that have made the commitment that they are going to utilize uh, this this new technology and, and learn from it. And provide the valuable information back to us. So, so right now we work with um, these contractors as as these innovation uh, and integration partners to be able to to further and and advance the development of of the products. Those those are those are very powerful, very important um, partnerships that we have. Um, there's certainly lots of technology companies that are looking to maybe develop something further, um, you know, we're always open to, to those types of discussions as well. You mentioned Iron, IronBot already. Uh, is it already available or, or later this year? Yeah, we'll, we'll see IronBot out on the first uh, bridge project um, in the summer of this year. So uh, we've developed a full-scale prototype Uh, that we tested last year. Uh, we performed a full-scale bridge deck um, test and uh, productivities uh, were, were achieved from that. We learned a lot uh, for the design of the next prototype, essentially our next um, full-scale uh, commercially available prototype. So we're, we're intending for that to be out on the bridge decks uh, where we'll be actually putting down physical work um, into the into the transportation system uh, this summer. And then from there, you know, we hope that uh, we'll be able to see some contractor interest because uh, it really does, when paired with Tybot, the productivity um, is quite spectacular uh, putting the two solutions together. So, so what is the biggest challenge Uh, right now for you? I think uh, the biggest challenge for us is just the market um, position at the moment. Um, you know, there, I, I see that there's, there's some solutions out there, not just ours, but I, I monitor uh, lots of different technologies um, and startups are fragile. 
So I, I could see uh, some other solutions that, that may go away uh, because the contract community is not quite ready to bring these solutions in. Um, so, you know, I, I, I often work with um, agencies, uh, Department of Transportations, um, around the, the states, federal highways, they have, they have programs that are in place to try and um, promote innovation. Uh, and, and that's great. We need that. Uh, contractors, as I said, are, are a bit risk averse. And sometimes if they have a solution, if they have labor, um, they, they might be just, that's the barrier of enough for them. They don't want to try something new. Right. There's, they apply such a high risk uh, to something new, even if, let's say, all things may be considered equal. Um, so, uh, but incentives are important. So, uh, we have what we call best value type of projects some, uh, here in the States, uh, where the, the Department of Transportation may apply innovation points when, in, within their analysis. And that, that essentially provides an incentive uh, to the contractors to look at these solutions. And they should look at, at, at proven solutions. They should, they should be questioning, you know, they, they shouldn't look at a video and say, this is great, you know, let me bring it out to the job site. Uh, they should look and say, you know, what have you done this on? What kind of gains have you achieved? What should I expect on this job? And then measure against that. Um, that's that's very important, and you know that's something that that that's my focus, uh, with my background on uh, on operations, and, and productivity. Um, I, I'm very much um, uh, I love data. I love to to look at data and show that uh, there's there's an effect uh, to what we're what we're providing. So, um, and that's again the very important component to our partnerships is uh, to be able to get that feedback from them. Yes, this has been a really interesting discussion, but I, I'm, I'm sure that some of our listeners would like to learn more about your what you're doing and, and perhaps contact you directly. How, how can they do that? Yeah, we've got a great website, lots of videos on there. It shows um, the projects that we've worked on. Um, lots of links uh, to, to different solutions. It shows IronBot and TieBot, um, and um, and reaching out to myself. So um, www.constructionrobots.com is our website. Um, Carson Carney on I'm on LinkedIn. Um, it can be reached uh, reached that way. Um, so yeah, we've got the contact information on the website that we can reach out to. Contractors can essentially uh, reach out to us. We've got live demonstrations. Um, we've got a, a, a nice little um, trailer set up uh, that shows the tie module working uh, in a very tight and compact way that we can uh, bring out to contractors. That's a great solution. Um, seen is believing, right? Uh, and a lot of people, when they look at they get the concept maybe, but when they, they don't really believe it, you know, so many, so many robotic solutions have somebody tethered to it with a robot or remote control. So when we bring it out to a full scale, maybe a, a convention, um, people will first off say, okay, 
you know, what are you doing? Who's operating it? Who's behind the scenes? Um, and, you know, also, you know, have, have you programmed it? Have you put in the actual, you know, position for it? Uh, but when we bring it out to people and we can show them the way that it actually observes the intersections, we can move the rebar and, and they can see that it's tracking that movement and it'll then go find that intersection and tie it. So I, I, that's another thing I love is when we, we see skeptics turn into believers within less than 30 seconds. It's amazing. Yeah. yeah. Now, now remember one thing that I, we didn't mention is that you don't need any uh, BIM model for this. That's correct. That's right. We, we very specifically wanted to design the robots to fit within the constantly changing environment of, um, of construction, right? So uh, certainly on, on, on bridge decks, the rebar is not perfect. There's tolerances. Uh, some states are, are, are more relaxed about those tolerances than others. As long as there's a certain number of bars within a, a wide um, length or width, um, that's acceptable to some uh, designers and, and um, inspectors. Uh, others, you know, it needs to be tight within a quarter inch. So, um, but, you know, we, we didn't want to have a factory type of robot brought out to the construction field because in that situation, there's bound to be problems. It, nothing is going to be exactly where it's supposed to be in the field. Um, that's just the way it is in, in field construction. Um, it's a lot different from a, from a manufacturing environment. So um, that was very important to us is to, to design the robots to be able to, to accommodate that. And because of that, we do not need BIM input. Um, now, you know, BIM, it, BIM is, is slow to adapt within the, con the bridge construction um, as opposed to the vertical construction, which is very mature in that, uh, that environment. Um, but it's getting more mature, it's getting more utilized in, in bridge. So it's going to come, it's going to come. Um, and, you know, when, when that demand is there, um, you know, we'll be able to accommodate that for sure. So Carson, thanks for this very interesting discussion. And uh, I hope we can talk in the future as well and yeah. see how you're progressing. Yeah, I appreciate it. Thank you very much. It's always great to uh, to talk to uh, to folks that are interested in uh, in what we're doing and 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 just the market in general. Like I say, I'm I'm very focused on on adaptation of of construction technology. I love it. I love to see all these other solutions that are that are getting implemented. Thanks for listening. Subscribe to this podcast and visit aec-business.com, the award-winning blog, for more news and stories.